What's up, everybody? Ryan Turford here, and welcome to The Extra Mile. This is the tag-along podcast to the Xbox Drive as we dive deep into the games and services you care about most. As always, we'd love your feedback on this and all of our shows over on Twitter at the Xbox Drive, or you can reach out to me directly anytime at Ryan Turford. On this week's episode, we're doing a 360 varial McTwist back into the past with Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2. Developed by Crash Bandicoot's Insane Trilogy developer Vicarious Visions, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2 brings almost all of the content from both Pro Skater 1 and 2 to the modern generation of consoles. Now, here's the thing, folks. Here's my history with the Tony Hawk franchise, because it goes back pretty far. I mean, I actually never really owned the original Tony Hawk on uh, any consoles. I didn't have it on PlayStation. I eventually got it as an adult on N64, um, but I didn't really have it when I came out. I didn't really have an N64 at the time. Um, and actually when it came out, when the first Pro Skater came out, I didn't even have a PlayStation at the time. It was actually shortly after that, that I purchased Final Fantasy VII and Lunar Silver Star Saga on, on PS1. Uh, but I didn't pick up Tony Hawk at the time. I remember though, renting it uh, with my brother. Uh, we basically rented it from this local video store in Dorchester, Ontario, Canada, which was where I kind of grew up, although I kind of grew up all over the place, as, as folks maybe know about me. And uh, we actually played that game a ton that weekend and then never really picked it up again because that was around the time that Tony Hawk 2 was coming out. Um, and that was the one I was really excited about. So I was actually doing a lot of PC gaming at the time. Uh, so I actually had Tony Hawk 2 on PC and that was like my very first Tony Hawk's Pro Skater experience. And then I, I picked it up uh, shortly after on Dreamcast as well, after uh, Dreamcast released um, and again, played that game a ton. Like that was the game that really got me into Tony Hawk. I was kind of on the fence about the franchise with the first one, but Tony Hawk 2 in particular was like, that was the that was my jam, man. That was the, the game that really vied with me personally. And then Tony Hawk 3, um, it's one of those things where I didn't jump into that generation of consoles right away because I didn't actually pick up a GameCube or an Xbox until a couple of years after they were both out uh, back in 2003. Um, so I actually missed out on the release of Tony Hawk 3 and 4. I actually picked up 4 actually along with my GameCube when I when I bought it. Uh, but for the most part, after that, I kind of fell off the series a, a bit, admittedly. I mean, uh, when it, whether it was a Project 8 or Proving Grounds, or Underground. I mean, a lot of the later Tony Hawk releases didn't really jive with me the same way as, as Tony Hawk 2 did, or even Tony Hawk 4 and 3 when I played those games. Um, and I really loved when they announced this, that the, the return to form that they, that sort of was promised. I love the Crash Bandicoot's collections. Uh, I've talked about that a little bit on the Xbox Drive, and I love uh, what Vicarious Visions was able to do with that. So I was actually like, tentatively excited about uh, about Pro Skater 1 and 2 uh, because obviously after Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 5, I was a little bit worried about what they were going to do with it, but Vicarious Visions proved that they had the chops to bring us an amazing remastered experience, and I really wanted to see what they could do with Tony Hawk, so I was actually really excited for that announcement. Now, fun fact, this is something I had actually forgotten about until doing research for this review, Tony Hawk 1 and 2 is not Vicarious Vision's first foray into the series. In fact, far from it. Their first Tony Hawk game came out all the way back in 2001 in the form of Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2 on the Game Boy Advance. They actually developed all of the Game Boy Advance and DS versions of the yearly Tony Hawk installments all the way up to 2007's Tony Hawk's Proving Ground. 
While I haven't played all of them, the Tony Hawk games on GBA are actually surprisingly solid. They're basically 2D isometric skateboarding experiences that give you a, t a lot of the same moves from the console version with redesigned versions of those levels. And those games are actually surprisingly fun to play even today. Like they actually play surprisingly well if you actually have a Game Boy Advance or a DS to, to pick up uh, on them. And again, I haven't played too many of the DS ones, but the Game Boy Advance ones in particular, I can tell you right now, those games are solid and they're still a ton of fun to play today. Also, this wasn't the first time this type of package was, was attempt with Pro Skater 1 and 2. In 2001, with the launch of the original Xbox, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2X was released, combining both Pro Skater 1 and 2 together in one remix package with bonus levels and a lot of new improvements from Tony Hawk 3, and it was developed by Neversoft and Treyarch. 2X was a fantastic original title, but that's a story for another day. Wink, wink. That's a, that's a strong wink. In addition to all of that, Tony Hawk ride developer Robomoto released Tony Hawk's Pro Skater HD on the 360 back in 2012, which featured hand-picked levels from Tony Hawk 1, 2, and 3 in it. While HD wasn't really amazing and it wasn't visually impressive or anything like that, it was still better than most of the bad Tony Hawk titles we had both before it's released and afterwards. Um, it definitely kind of re-sparked my interest in the franchise a little bit, but not enough to really get me back on board. Um, but I still had some fun with that game. I know a lot of people talk about how bad that game is, but I don't know. I actually kind of liked it a little bit. It just, uh, it just wasn't exactly kind of what we were looking for, um, from a Tony Hawk experience. Uh, but I think it was, I think it was still fun in its own right. I'm pleased to report that Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2 is exactly the type of Tony Hawk game I've been waiting for. It's not just a remaster of the original games, but it's a full-on remake, complete with new features not found in the original releases that changed the formula in a big way. These new changes include the moveset, which takes the moveset of Pro Skater 2 and adds wall plants, spine transfers, and reverts, which were not found in either title originally. They came in uh, later Tony Hawk games. Don't like the moveset and want it to go back to original Pro Skater 1 and 2 uh, movesets? The game gives you the option to revert them at any time in the game mods menu. You can even do that uh, mid-session as well, which is really awesome. The mods give you access to cheat codes as well, so you can actually use those if you're having a hard time with the game. Um, for example, you can turn on no bail mode and uh, make it so that your character doesn't fall over. Uh, it's stuff like that. Like I think that they were all cheat codes before, and it's super interesting to have that just as little toggles in the menu if you really want to do that. It, it goes a long way for accessibility, and I'm glad that Vicarious Visions included that as a feature in the game. The minute-to-minute -minute gameplay in Pro Skater 1 and 2 always managed to put a huge smile on my face, and it very much plays like I imagined in my mind these games originally played like. I mean, they don't Spoiler alert, they don't actually play exactly the way that uh, this version works. If you go back and play them now, uh, I was actually really surprised when we were visiting Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and just how slow that game is in comparison to, to this one and how limited the moveset was. Um, and I mean, for example, when you look at the, the score sets, like the high score and the poor score in those games, like they're ridiculously small for that reason because you can't do manuals and you, you're, you're very constricted with a lot of the moves in those games. The gameplay is fast and fluid, while the controls are tight and precise. With the new moveset, there's a much higher emphasis on combos than the original releases, and it very much feels like the team took all the elements that really worked from previous Tony Hawk titles, even the ones that come after 1 and 2, and combined them all into one optimal formula. And I really like what they did here. In fact, one of my biggest things that I would love to see going forward would be the, a, a new game 
with this formula and this move set uh going along with it because i think that could go a long way like uh, having uh like 10 or 12 original like brand new parks in addition to uh, having the same move set i think would go a long way to really reviving this franchise first skater one and two includes all of the levels from their original releases in their complete forms Objectives are the same on each map from their original counterparts, meaning that if you remember where all of the skate letters are, they will be in the exact same place you remember them being in. In addition, the original Pro Skater levels receive 5 additional objectives each stage to bring them up to 10, as they only contain 5 objectives in their original release. Score objectives in each stage were also adjusted to higher values to make up for the, this change in moveset, as you were able to pull off far larger combos than you were in their original incarnations, especially, again, the Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 levels, uh, where it's just they, they received a huge boost to the score uh, update for that reason. I will say that sometimes I'd have some trouble with some of the objectives that require you to do a specific trick in a specific spot, since approaching it from an unintended angle mostly resulted in me missing the objective or it just the total just didn't really trigger for whatever reason. But it's still fun to roam around these environments looking for objects or going for that six score man. Sorry, I just had to go there. One of my favorite new additions is the new career mode, which allows you to pick from one of many licensed pros or your own character. You're able to take on the levels of both games, and you're able to go between them as you please. Any progress across both games is earned by the same character, and you're able to add to your character's stats in the pause menu at any time, even during a session, allowing you to tweak your character just a little bit. Again, you can also subtract points and add points uh, from previously already allocated titles as well, so you can kind of just mix it up a bit if your character's not fully uh, maxed out stats. Uh, if you have a specific stage that calls for more street tricks or more ramps and whatnot. It's a bit of a downer that the character creator is fairly limited, but I appreciate that being in the game and you're able to use your created character as well. Not only that, but the course creation is also back in this game as well. It was in Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2, but you can actually uh, save your own levels in this game as well, which is pretty sweet. You can also earn in-game currency to deck out your character's outfit, as well as their board with various designs for cosmetic value. And no, there is not a paid currency for this game or anything like that. It's all earned in-game, which is awesome. Speaking of licensed pros, it's a mix of both the old class like Tony Hawk, Bob Burnquist, Kareem Campbell, and Elisa Steimer, to new characters like Shane O'Neill, Lizzie Armento, and Leo Baker. Like the characters, music has always been a huge part of the Tony Hawk experience, and it definitely pays homage to both the original soundtracks while bringing in some new artists. While they weren't able to bring back all of the old music, most of the major songs that you'd want to hear are back, including No Cigar, When Worlds Collide, and of course, fan favorite Superman from Goldfinger, an all-time classic in my opinion. The new tracks come from bands like Billy Talent, MXPX, Sublime, and Less Than Jake, and they all really feel like songs that would have been picked for these games if they would have been released today, or likewise if that music was released back when these games came out, they would have been part of this soundtrack as well. The team at Vicarious Visions brought the world of Tony Hawk to life with impressive visuals and a buttery smooth 60 frames per second. I love how each stage remains faithful to their original visual look, while the team also tweaked with some of the looks of each stage. For example, the hangar serves as a loving reminder to developer Neversoft and previous Tony Hawk titles, with previous games posters on the wall. Plus, the mall is a run-down closed mall, and it works so much better visually than you might expect, and it definitely makes you think that, yes, that mall from Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 is definitely closed down by now. It's definitely not a mall that's still open. As far as the game's multiplayer, this is where I think the game had a bit of a missed opportunity. 
First off, there's no private matches or anything like that, meaning you and any of your friends in your party are matched up with anyone who's currently playing the game at a time, totaling up to eight players. You'll be given a random game type from one of the many available types, including score challenge, graffiti, and trick attack. However, I found during most of my play sessions, it was usually more commonly switching between two of the five game modes in particular, and there's no real option to select a specific mode or vote on game modes or anything like that. We also have confirmation that private matches are coming later this year in a future patch, but it's something I really wish they would have had available at launch, especially because I don't really like the random mode as much as what they could have done with allowing you to select a lot of the different modes that you wanted to play. There's also local multiplayer allowing you to select from a list of available modes, as well as another classic mode, Horse, which is my personal favorite mode from the previous titles. Horse is not available in any of the online multiplayer at all, and I'm secretly hoping that it comes in a, the private mode patch later on this year, and I honestly think it would be super fun to play with friends online. So would I recommend Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2? I definitely think it's a must-play for any Tony Hawk fan, and it's honestly the optimal way of playing both Pro Skater 1 and 2 today. Vicarious Visions totally nailed the look and feel of both classic titles and modernized it for the next generation of skateboard fans. It goes without saying, but if you aren't into the Tony Hawk games at all, this game isn't really going to change your mind at all or really do anything for you, but the game offers you a ton of games for 40 bucks, and it's one of my personal favorite experiences of 2020 so far. That's all for this episode of The Extra Mile. You can hit me up on Twitter anytime at Ryan Turford. You can also find the Pantsman himself, Sean Capri, on Twitter at Sean Capri, or us on Twitter at The Xbox Drive. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Extra Mile, and we out. Bye.